0: Bless us, dear Lord, to see the truth of your word in the blessed name of Jesus. Amen. amen. All right. So talking about Christian service, who would like to share with us their favorite method of Christian service? What is your personal favorite method of Christian service? And there is no limit, of course. But what's your favorite method of Christian service? Me.
1: This is Sister Harper again. And my first one is passing out my tracks. And, and 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 praying over them that somebody gonna pick one up and get closer to God.
0: Amen. Amen. That's a good method. Good method of Christian service. Handing out tracts.
2: One of my favorite, you- yeah, one of my favorite is passing out tracts and giving people Bibles and praying over folks and just talking to people on the bus and getting people to come to church. Well, it's several things, but I like passing out the tracts mm. and giving them. Sometimes I give people unexpected meal. And I see homeless people. you know, give stuff like that.
0: Oh, that's nice. A lot of good ways to do Christian service. Glad to have Elder Michael Sharp on with us today from Agape. Appreciate you, brother. Happy Sabbath, to everybody. Hey, you Happy the Sabbath.
2: one
0: to pray.
1: Happy Sabbath to you. How
2: you doing? Okay, I'm. I'm the one that did what? You prayed for me a couple days
3: ago. This is Alvina. Oh hey, Sister Alvina! Hey, all right, how y'all doing?
0: Good, everybody's good. Uh, so share with us your favorite method of Christian service.
3: Oh, I don't know if I I have a a, a favorite. Uh, <laughs> I I do whatever I can to get to be able to to tell my testimony. You know. If it's helping somebody to that car with some groceries, or helping them move, or whatever, you know, I, I just uh, God gave me a testimony. You know, I'm like the demonic that that uh, God said He, he said, "I want to go with you," and and, and the Lord said, uh, "No, you go back and tell people what great things the Lord has done for you." And so, Amen. Yeah. That's all I want to do, brother, I just want to share my testimony and uh, if, if, I, if I can just help somebody with, who need a dollar or something, a couple of dollars, mm-hmm. and they give me a chance to share.
0: Amen. Testimony is a blessed way to share. Excellent way. Everybody can relate. Everybody has a testimony, and we shouldn't be afraid to let the world know how good God is. Amen. All right. Any other like to share their personal uh, favorite method of Christian service?
4: Well, my favorite method is to encourage other people. and uh, I like to see people's lives change as a result of using simple remedies to make their lives better.
0: That's mm. what I like. Very nice. It's an excellent way that The uh, gospel, the uh, health message is the right hand of the gospel message. So that's a terrific way of sharing. Uh, My favorite, one of my favorites, like y'all said, there's more than one, but one of my favorite is teaching. I enjoy teaching. uh, Enjoy teaching Sabbath school. Enjoy teaching Bible class, etc. Enjoy teaching through uh, preaching the Word, and I feel that that's a blessing and a gift that God has given me to do, and I. I really enjoyed doing that. And there's many ways to teach. You don't just have to stand up front. You know, you can always teach through examples or through stories, uh, all kind of ways to teach the word of God. So everybody has their own methods. But the whole thing is all those methods of Christian service all serve the purpose of telling somebody about Jesus Christ and him crucified. Amen. Mm -hmm. Let's look
4: at uh,
0: chapter four. Chapter Four it talks about the world drama, and it says uh, the world conditions facing the Christian worker. The world is a theater; the actors, its inhabitants, are preparing to act their part in the last great drama. What do you think the last great drama of the world is? <coughs>
1: Satan's <coughs> anyway. last attempt to keep us. Satan's last attempt to keep us from being faithful and standing faithful to Christ, no matter what in these last days but when jesus comes and opens that sky that's the last event either we are going home or we're going down below (laughs) and i'm praying that all of us we going up
0: amen last great drama in earth's history is the second coming of christ and it says with the great masses of mankind there is no unity except as men get together to accomplish their selfish purposes have you ever heard people say um Black people are not unified. Black people can never get together and do something. You ever heard people say that?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Do you yes. believe it?
1: Yes. No.
0: no. no. Nope. <laughs> you don't believe it?
4: Uh-uh.
0: Nope. Where have we shown unity as a people? Where have we shown unity as a people?
4: In the well, you life-
1: go back in slavery time, that's that, you know, back in slavery time, there was children being born, but their parents, they still believed in God, even though they weren't allowed to read, but they, they shared God's principle with their children. That's unity.
4: Okay. Uh, the civil rights movement brought about unity. And then yeah. when we saw, we saw um, George Floyd and, and even some of those, um, there's protests for people who have been abused by the police of late and stuff, you know, there's um, the movement, the education movement in terms of the HBCUs that had come from uh, African-Americans. On a lot of uh, fronts, African-Americans have uh, demonstrated unification.
0: Okay, any other examples women's, of-
1: Women's right to vote. Okay. Women's right to vote.
0: All right. How about in our uh, Adventist church? What... What activities of unity have you seen in the Adventist church?
4: What, you mean, what do you mean, by
0: activities of unity? Have there been any different activities that have shown unity in the Adventist church? Well, Yeah, you got the regional conferences, you know, you have
4: the Black conferences, um, and that's a unity. I mean, some people call it divisive, but I think it's a unifying effort uh, and to me a necessary effort so that African-Americans can get well. You know, we have to overcome some of uh, uh, residual effects of slavery, which is something, you know, if you notice how um, the God with um, the Israelites, after they were enslaved for 400 years, he moved them out of their territory. You know, he knew what was happening, the backlash from that. If they got free, it was still going to be these games that we deal with today, you know. Can't get a job, making it hard for you to go to school. Justice system is unfair. You know, on every hand, you have sabotage and, you know, unrelenting um, oppression, soft. It ain't like it used to be with lynchings. And well, it might be that too, but still it's not as much. So, yeah, I see us in terms in our church, I see the regional conferences as a unifying effort. To uh, heal, even though that may not be why they got started, but I see that that could be a great tool for us to become um free.
0: Okay,
1: that's hey, show sure. I see. I see some unity in the movement too. That you have people that say, you know, I'm not going to work on the Sabbath, and they stay faithful to God. They don't work on the Sabbath. Hmm.
0: that's good.
2: Hey Lee, could you say it's a background noise, TV or radio or something? Who is it? Uh,
0: I don't know, I don't hear anything at the moment. Uh, Just maybe mute your um, microphone unless you're ready to speak, that will help. So there's a lot of unity in our church. You know, the fact that we're here uh, joining discipleship class, that's a unified effort, getting together to learn more of what the Lord has revealed to his prophet for these last days. And also of course, each of us attending church services on the Sabbath, all of our churches worshiping together on the Sabbath. That's a unit, unified effort. Um, Sometimes when we look in the world, it seems like people just get together to do evil. And that is oftentimes true. That seems like people get together to do foolishness or to do evil. But God, we have to remember God is still on the throne and he is looking down at this world and his purpose in regard to all of us down here will be fulfilled. It reminds us that the world has not been given into the hands of men, although God is permitting the elements of confusion and disorder to bear sway for a season. So we see a lot of confusion, a lot of evil things going on in the world, but God has not given up on this planet. He's allowing things to happen for a purpose. And we have studied a little bit about that in Sabbath school also about how things occur for a reason but that God is always in charge of everything. And he knows exactly what his plan is for the future. While he has revealed through the book revelation, we're talking about in Sabbath school, he has revealed certain things to us. Some things he has not revealed to us because we would not be able to handle that. But for those things that he has allowed us to understand and to study on is just letting us know that he has the whole world in the palm of his hand and our duty is to tell other people about Christ's soon coming and uh, give them that opportunity also to give their lives to Christ before it's too late, amen? It also amen.
3: says- Amen.
0: Um, it also, oh, another thing about the confusion and disorder, I know Lakita, she loves to stay abreast of political things in the news, <laughs> but to me, it's just a bunch of confusion and foolishness Because I see just a lot of evil in these people's minds with what they're doing. Supposed to be leaders of the country, supposed to be leaders of communities. And it ends up that they're just trying to build their own uh, bank accounts or trying to boost their own popularity. And I just kind of get irritated at the whole thing. But again, we have to remember these things are going to happen and there will be even worse things happening in the future. But we have to remember God is allowing this because. He's allowing the great controversy to work itself out. So we're going to see Satan's people doing a lot of evil things, worse than what we see now. But we have to remember through it all, God is watching over his people and he will save us when he returns.
4: But also, you know, I want to give the other side of that. As we go along, yeah, all these things, wicked things are going to happen. We can also see the hand of God moving in these areas too, you know, where people uh, think they can just do whatever they, and came out and said, you know, I can murder somebody and get away with it. And uh, for me, it's kind of like, uh, God will not be mocked, you know, um, and they say that, what do they say? The bigger they are, the harder they fall, you know? So we, God will allow us to go so far, um, people to go so far and before he steps in and, and uh, get his purpose done. And stuff. And he's given, you know, like Lee said, an opportunity, but he's given us an opportunity to see his hand at work. We have to look for it, though. We have to just not look at the behavior. We look for it. Like, uh, it's like amazing to me that um, um, the, the ex president is being brought down by a black man and a black woman. Those two were the first two that, I mean, that initiated this here, um, some of the stuff going on now, the legal stuff. So it's always, I'm, as, as always, if we look for don't just look at what you're reading, but look at how God is moving.
0: Mm-hmm. Mike, you had a comment? Uh,
4: <clears> throat>
0: Elder, throat> Elder Terrell, and
1: a good example of, of that is Job in the Bible. He didn't know all this evil stuff coming on him, and yet everybody telling him it's his fault and he didn't do anything, but what he did do, he knew God was still still with him and God was in control, and he wasn't going to turn away no matter what was happening to him and his body and his family. So he's a good example on, on, on what we talk about when we say that God is still on the throne.
0: Amen, amen. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, uh, I'm trying to
3: her y'all eating and listening. <laughs> There's some good talk going on. Uh, you know, our side of school lesson was wonderful today, and I mm-hmm. really enjoyed Sunday's lesson, talking yeah. about how God gives us the power of yeah. Choice, yeah. and we or He didn't want robots, <laughs> and so the people in the world and the people in the church are all making their decisions daily. We make decisions that are gonna lead us to heaven or like somebody said earlier, that other place. Which <laughs> we don't we don't want to go. And uh, uh, I, you know, the, the politicians, uh Trump is is in, in a lot of hot water, but I don't think these other people mean us no good neither, you know. So we, we really are between a rock and a hard place trying to choose a good person to lead this country. And so we have mm-hmm. to keep our complete trust in God who will provide for all of our needs. And I think that's what he's trying to get us to learn now. I will take care of you. And, and once we mm-hmm. have that sealed in our brains, I believe those angels are gonna let go the winds of strife, and all heck is gonna break loose and God's people will know that God is going to provide for us.
0: Amen, amen. Now we know that God has good people everywhere and we also have to acknowledge that the devil has people too. and, And this message applies even with greater force today Says more and more the world is setting at naught the claims of God. Mm -hmm. Men have become bold in transgression. Mm -hmm. It seems like there's always somebody who thinks they're smarter than God and they're going to put forth some theory that they have come up with as to why God's word is untrue or as to why what God says is not true or as why their way is better than God's way. Uh, People have just become very bold in speaking up against God. You know, it's just kind of sad. Uh, used to be a time where people respected the church and respected the pastors. That doesn't seem to be true anymore. People do dirt right in front of the pastor and in the church, just like it doesn't even matter. You know, and it's really sad because things are getting worse. And it says uh, on um, this next, next chapter, the last act of the drama, the wickedness of the inhabitants of the world has almost filled up the measure of their iniquity. The earth has almost reached a place where God will permit the destroyer to work his will upon it. Do you remember what happened um, when the world filled up its measure of iniquity previously? The flood. Right. The great flood happened. The world had filled up its cup of iniquity and God cleansed the world through the flood. And he's promised through his rainbow that there will not be another flood, but there will be what next time? Fire. Right. There'll be fire fire next time. Uh, so, I mean, that was the uh,
2: rainbow stand for. What'd you say? The rainbow stand for no more flooding the earth, right? Right, when and the world is something it's else.
0: What'd you say? You kind of cut out,
2: they hijacked the rainbow for something else. The world, oh,
0: right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess, I guess so.
4: <laughs> say magic. Imagine a person who has been going under that rainbow, you know, following that, you know, and one day they come across this promise that you know it's not going to be flood but fire next time. Imagine what that would do for a person. I mean, I can only imagine that you know the shock of it all.
2: They're scared straight.
4: <laughs> mm. well, maybe, but yeah, you know, just it's it's something that you is this is not new. This is it's, it's not, like, people act like they have found something brand new, and uh, it's, it's uh, our own unique thing. It's not your own unique thing. But mm. It's a message to you about how you conduct your life and what will happen in me. I'm
0: sorry, well, what, who,
2: who just speaking? Who's speaking, like, who spoke?
0: That was Lakita. Your voice
2: is different. I'm like, who is that lady?
0: It's yeah. it sounded more angelic, didn't
1: it? Yes. <laughs> Elder Carroll, when you need that, mm-hmm. when you read that next sentence, the substitution, I got a comment on that.
0: Okay, I was just heading there because when we think about uh, what the Bible says, the Antichrist will think to change times and laws. Then it's talking about trying to change the Sabbath from Sabbath, the uh, sanctity of Sabbath to Sunday. And it says the substitution of the laws of men, laws of men for the law of God, the exaltation by human authority of Sunday in place of the Bible Sabbath is the last act in the drama. Go ahead, Patsy.
1: And you know, I said, and it's, it's, I said, I guess I just need to say it, and I hope I'm not offending nobody. But you got the lesbian and the gays now, they're trying to use the Bible to justify. It's okay for them being like that, cause God created everybody and He loves everybody. But they they forget what does the commandment say? What does the Bible say? So they're using certain texts to be able to say, "We're God, God is love and we and He loves." And I'm like, but still, if you read the Bible, in the Garden of Adam and Eve, that marriage was between Adam and Eve, a man and a woman. So. You know, you can see, you know, especially with the United States, they need to take this off this money, talking about in God we trust, because they're trying to destroy every law that God has made. And, and, and most countries, if the United States, the most powerful you know, uh, on Earth, which, quite unquote, quote, will, will we stay powerful? Mm-hmm. If we without God, we're no, we are nothing. But I just see these laws and these people using God's word to change it, to fit their situation. And in their mind, they're justified.
0: Yeah, that's true. There's been a lot of evil perpetrated in the name of of God. A lot of even slavery, they had a biblical scripture for slavery. They have a biblical scripture to say all the black races are cursed. They have biblical scripture to say uh, sexual um, disorientation is okay. So evil people will always find an excuse. And it's it's always true the way the devil works. He don't come at you with a blatant lie because you would, you would know instantly you'd say that's a lie. But he'll come with a half truth. So whenever people want to prove their point is right, they'll use half of a truth and mix it with error. And a lot of people are fooled by that.
4: Well, plus last week in the um, conversation, we it was brought out how um, Abraham was married to his sister, which is Sarah, and then Abraham is the father, you know, of the children of God. So, God never changed His mind and said, "Well, you can have, you know, you can go ahead and marry your sister." He never changed His mind. He didn't say y'all can have minds and you know y'all y'all can practice polygamy. That was never God's God's decision, choice, or whatever. So Amen. the Bible says this, you know, my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways, you know, and I can't remember the rest of the verse. But I do know that we don't understand everything. We don't understand everything. And I'm not saying that being homosexual is correct. But what I am saying is somewhere along the line stuff got all mixed up back in the day where Abraham thought it was okay to marry his sister and was considered a righteous man, even though he did marry his sister, you know, his sister. David had all these wives and, and, and Solomon had even more wives, you know. So, but God, you know what I'm saying? Is we don't understand really God because uh, I can see how people, I'm just looking at my grandchildren in this world where we have polyamorism, you have non binary, you have transgender, transvestite, you have all this stuff coming. And these kids are raised up in this sin, you know, and it's not going to, I will never tell them this is right. But look at this wave of sin that's coming upon them. How can they discern? How are they, it's just going to take the love of God. That's thats all I can come to.
3: Yeah.
0: Definitely would take the love of God. And also um, it says, talking about the Bible, Bible Sabbath verse man Sabbath or Sunday. Uh, when this substitution becomes universal, God will reveal himself. Now we also have to remember too that uh, Sunday worship will end up be showing the mark of the beast, but that's not uh, true yet. Only when it becomes forced, And then it becomes the mark of the beast if you accept Sunday worship, because then the choice will be, do you accept God over man or do you accept man over God? And that's where everyone will have to make their decision. Like we talked about again in Sabbath school, everyone's going to have to make a decision. There won't be any way that you can abstain and say, oh, I choose not to vote. I'm going to just see which way the rest of the group goes. No, everybody has to make that choice for themselves. Every tub has to stand on its own bottom. So we will have to say, I accept God as my leader, as my sovereign, or the person will say, I accept the devil or Satan or mankind or the world as their sovereign. But everybody has that freedom of choice to make, and everyone's going to have to make a choice, whether good or bad. Amen.
3: And and, and y'all, I was, we were talking, I was talking with some people about uh, homosexuality and we all know that sin has caused a lot of problems. And sometimes our children are born with uh, an overload of male children are born with an overload of female hormones and they come out and they act like that and then they choose to be that. And nowadays you can be a real young child and tell your parents you wanna be a, a male instead of a female or a female instead of a male. And and, and um, <clears throat> what, what I, I was sharing with some people and one of the brothers told me, he said, just like God wants us to be born again, they too, who say that God created me like this, they have to be born again as well. And and that is something that we can share with them. Say, hey, you don't get no bias, you know, because I might've been born uh, with a propensity to drink a lot. And so I have to be born again, you know, Uh, and that homosexual who says that God made me like this, now God wants to recreate his image in you. You have to be born again, too. Amen. And it's, it's okay to have a preference for men if you're a man, but you cannot commit the act of being with a, another man. And that takes place once, once we are born again. I've seen people on 3ABN who shared their faith and how they used to be homosexual and how God has changed their lives one brother even got married and had three children. So, so God's power, his word will transform us. Even if we were born, people like to say that they were born homosexual. And I can't, I can't argue that point, but they must be
0: born again. Amen, amen.
4: And now at the same time, Michael, you said something if, uh, earlier when you first started about being born with an overload of hormones because a person is physically one thing, hormonally, there's something different. And now we have that last thing, maybe socially, how are they socialized and everything? So we standing on the offset have absolutely no clue about what's going on with them on the inside. It, it may be as simple as sometimes they're copycat and sometimes they don't you know, wanna be in with this group or whatever, or just just kick against the pricks or whatever, but. Sometimes they are overwhelmed with this hormonal deficit or whatever. And it's just a mess. It's a big mess is what it is. Yeah, yeah.
0: One, of things, one of the things I really like also, and you, Mike and you and Lakita had mentioned it earlier about that free will, that God gives all of us freedom of choice. So when we come across people who are making choices that we don't agree with, we don't just start hating on them. We don't just start condemning yeah. them and judging them. But recognize that, as was mentioned, we don't know what these people have gone through. We don't know what they were born with. We don't know what type of environment or hereditary effects they have. We absolutely know none of that. And it's not up to us to judge them as to what what their motives are. But as was pointed out, we want to point them to Christ and let them know, as all of us, we have to be born again. Because when we're born into a sinful world with these propensities to sin we all have to be cleansed by the blood of Jesus and through his uh, sanctification be made new. None of us has, none of us has the right to judge other people for what they're doing, but we are called to accept them, to accept them as a human being and as a child of God who needs saving, just like we do. So we don't want to just cast people aside and And not, you know, want to associate with them on any level. But just remember, these are all souls that Jesus died for. These are all people that Christ died for. And it's our job to point them to the Savior. Amen.
1: And I hope nobody thought that I was, you know, saying that we shouldn't love, you know, our relatives that have taken a different path. Okay. No, it's
4: it's actually, you know, it's refreshing to hear somebody say it's not the right thing to do because everywhere you go, it's kind of like, if you say, well, that's not, God does not approve of that. Then that equates, you hate, you know, homosexuals and you're homophobic is not that, you Mm -hmm. know, I can still love you and absolutely know that if you are a liar, you're a liar. And if you, you know, are, um, committing adultery, or if you are, uh, doing drugs that those things are wrong, but I can still love you. You know, I can still care about you.
0: Right. Just like we say, God loves the sinner, but hates the sin. And that's also how we need to treat each other. We might not agree with what a person's actions are, but we have to love them as our Christian brothers and sisters, all striving for the mastery. Amen. Amen. Let's look over here on where it says the crisis of the ages says we're standing on the threshold of the crisis of the ages. And then it points out in quick succession, the judgments of God will follow one another. Fire, flood, earthquake, war, bloodshed. And then it says, we're not to be surprised at this time by events, both great and decisive. For the angel of mercy cannot remain much longer to shelter the impenitent. If we're seeing a lot of fire, floods, earthquake, wars, rumors of war, pestilence, blood etc why shouldn't that surprise us what's what gonna be It's gonna happen i'm sorry you kind of cut out
2: oh we should we shouldn't be surprised because that's what it said in the Bible matthew 24
0: okay anybody else why shouldn't it surprise us like she
4: said it in the Bible <laughs> so it's like she just said, it's in the Bible. This is what's predicted before the uh, closing time, for the last time. This is the indicators, really, that these are the last days. Mm-hmm. I mean, for sure.
0: Right, it's kind of like if you, if you uh, watch the news and the weatherman says it's going to be rain later, then when you start seeing clouds showing up and you start feeling the breeze change, you shouldn't be surprised the weatherman already told you. So it's true with God. He's already told us these things are going to happen. So when we start seeing them happening, shouldn't be a big surprise. It should actually alert us to how, how close his second coming is. And we shouldn't be so surprised that we don't tell others because, you know, there's a lot of people in the world who see things happen, but they might not have this spiritual insight that you've been blessed with. And they don't know what's going on. And that's a good opportunity for us to share what God has allowed us to understand about the coming crisis of the end. And it's a, it's a good time uh, when somebody says, man, you, I can't believe all these pestilence going on and all this uh, illness going on. That's a good time for you to step in and, and talk about uh, Matthew 24. It's a good time when somebody says, man, it seems like every country's at war. Good time for you to talk in and tell about wars and rumors of wars good time to step in and say uh the earth is hurling towards an end but we have a savior you know that's a good opportunity for each one of us to again point others to christ and him soon to return and at some point we don't know when but the angel of mercy is going to let go of the four corners of the world and that's when uh the time of trouble such as never was is going to occur and now i tell you even though we've been warned about that we don't we have no idea to what depth Satan is willing to go to destroy God's people and destroy God's character. So there will be some things that surprise us about that, I believe, because our mind can't even conceive of all those evil things that he can.
1: And you know, Elder Carol, I've seen when they were on TV talking about the different planets that had never lined up before in the sky was lining up. And the first thing I thought about, that's other planets looking to, you know, observing what's going on on he- here on Earth. Because once God destroys Earth, the, uh, he's going he's going to destroy Satan. But those other planets didn't let Satan come near. They planet. so so they they looking at the destruction that he has caused here on Earth. And he can and he he's never gonna he's never gonna be able to to, to get in front of the, the angels that's left and say, well, you see, I, I could have did- no. I said, I think they are there. We are what they call. They are observing what's happening on our planet, based on what Satan he wanted to be like the Most High. But God has protected us and loved us enough; He's kept us alive. And Satan knows that his time is short. He's coming after us with every force that he has.
0: Mm. Have mercy. Mm. Have mercy. And you know what you mentioned about the. Planets lining up, Patsy. I'll, I've always enjoyed astronomy, looking at planets and stars, and at, not astrology, horoscopes, and stuff, but astronomy, study of the planets. And if you've ever looked in the telescope and actually seen um, uh, Jupiter or, or Mars or Saturn with your own eyes, it's amazing. I'll tell you that much. It's just amazing. And these are only the planets we can see because there are other worlds that we don't even know exist. And if you've uh, noticed in the news, they talked about the Hubble spacecraft taking pictures of different uh, planets, and it shows so many more galaxies than anyone ever thought existed. All we knew about was the Milky Way galaxy. But now, with these big, powerful telescopes in outer space, they can see far beyond what we could see before, so that there are Hundreds more galaxies out there that we never had a clue of, so it's really amazing. That is so that amazing,
1: matter.
0: exactly, and it and uh the second coming is is coming up on us gradually. You know, we've been uh God has given us a warning, Christ has told us from before, it's always been in the plan of salvation, but it it kind of gradually comes up on you because it seems to the naked eye that everything's going on like it always has. You know, the sun still shines, the moon still comes around, the birds still singing, men still eating, drinking, planting gardens, building, marrying, giving in marriage. People are still buying and selling. And you don't know that at at some point, sudden destruction is going to hit because things are just gradually going along. It's like the, like, uh, if you boiling uh water, if you just stick your hand in a pan of boiling water, you're gonna bring your hand right out immediately, right? But if you put your hand in cool water and gradually warm it up, then your hand will stay in there a whole lot longer because it's so gradual. And that's how it is with the with life. Everything's going along like it should. Is there a problem with people eating and drinking and marrying and that type of thing? Is that a problem? No. <laughs> It depends on
3: um, if if this is consuming me to where I cannot keep God first in my life. Uh, you know, oftentimes the devil will have us either doing stuff to an excess or not enough. And uh, in this case, it's an excess where people have uh, put their spouses in place of God in their lives uh, where they can do without God, but they can't do without their spouse. So we have to keep God first.
0: Amen. Amen. The same thing happened in Noah's time. People were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage, and then sudden destruction came. And that's where we're at now. All these things are going on, and many people don't have a clue that the door of probation is about to be shut forever. It says uh, transgression. uh, Oh, and what you were talking about, Mike, that's the devil's trick to keep us focused on other things so that we forget about God. We forget about uh, the fact that God wants us to show loyalty and obedience to him. We forget about the opportunities we have to share the gospel message. We forget about keeping God first and foremost. That's the devil's whole trick Because if he can keep us focused over here on these things, then we forget the more important things uh, of mercy and justice and and sanctification through Jesus Christ. So we have to be very careful, as you pointed out, not to let those things take precedence over keeping God first in our minds and our hearts. And the end is very near. And we who know the truth should be preparing for what's soon to break upon the world as an overwhelming surprise. How do you think we can prepare for what's soon to come upon the world? How can we prepare? What can we do at this point?
1: Thanks. Well, you know, Elder Carol, the one thing we cannot do, we cannot be like the 10 foolish versions and not put oil in our lamp. When we stop studying and we stop uh, giving God praise and glory and, and staying connected with God, then Satan, that's the easy way for Satan to get in. Because first of all, he says to himself, oh, they done gave up on God. Now it's time for me to step in. Because he's watching us like like a lion. He's ready to eat us up.
4: Mm. <laughs> I agree with all that Petsy said. And I also... Um, Agree with what Brother Michael said too. That you know, we can't allow ourselves to get um, distracted. You know, like um, caught
1: up in what's going on in the world. Some feedback.
4: I wonder where that's coming from. Yeah.
1: Do y'all remember this commercial where a man is on his cell phone and there's a big old hole in the street, and he's so concentrating on the cell phone he just fall right in the hole. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. 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 I seen it in real life. <laughs> You know,
4: another another thing, too, is um, when Lee says sudden destruction comes upon them, it's not, I'm not thinking that that's really for people out in the world, you know, it's for them, but it's for the church members, too. We're not paying attention, you know, we have to become more aware of what's going on and where we are in time and then do what it takes to um, pull ourselves Out of this slumber and lethargy that is going on, you know, like um, this Laodicean state that we are stuck in, we have to wake up because we, you know, um, what's his name, Bob Thrower. he used to have a, a TV show, I mean a radio program, and it was like the song that came on, it's at the door, at the door, yes, even at the door, he's coming again, he's coming again. We're not really paying attention to the banging on that door that's happening right around us everything that's in matthew 24 is it's out in the open now the the wars the rumors of wars the floods the fires men becoming lovers of men boastful pride unholy you know all of that is out
3: amen amen you know cannot I, I, let me tell let me let me tell on myself I, you know, uh, I love, I love basketball. I'm, I'm a Laker fan and, uh, you know, they had a game at seven last night. The sun sets at seven twenty, And I've been thinking about that game. I've been tempted to, uh, look to see if they won or not. And, uh, these things will consume us. You know, uh, I'm recently retired and, um, uh, it's hard to find something to do all day long that will, you know, give me, you know, good occupation of my time. And I thank God that they asked me to do Bible work. And so it mm. begins starting tomorrow. But before it started, I started doing Bible studies with my cousin. And then I got Bible studies with a former member of the church. And so you said, what would help us, Brother Elder Carroll, what would help us is to find our purpose. God has given us a gift and we all have a purpose. We need to know what that purpose is and we need to practice that with all our heart so that when this time does come, because we know as somebody just said, the 10 virgins, there was a delay and, and the, the groom didn't show up and they were waiting. And those who had oil with their lamps, they were ready. Those who just had uh, their lamps, they didn't have any reserve oil. So I, what I'm doing with these Bible studies, I got my cousin in the morning, I got this brother in the evening. I'm getting a double dose of the word. I'm constantly going over the same lessons the same Bible scriptures, and they are just filling my brain up to where uh, uh, the things of this world are growing strangely dim. But I still struggle with that that basketball thing. But God knows, I have told him, Lord, I don't want, the, the Lakers can't do nothing for me. You are the only one that can do something for me. Now, I have put myself in this situation because I wanted to play professionally all my life. I'm almost 65 now, so it's too late for that. So I want to make heaven my home. And so I know I need to pull away from this thing that's trying to consume my mind, even on the Sabbath, I think about it. But uh, I know that Jesus can give me the victory over it. And... I ain't mean to make everybody scared of me.
2: No, where is? Everybody?
1: Hello? Hello? We still here brother Mike. We still here. Lee drops.
5: Something dropped with Lee. He's coming
2: back. Oh, It wasn't you, uh brother Mike.
5: I don't know what happened to Lee's connection. But Mike, we struggle with, everybody's struggling with something, and and I think that as long as we continue to trust in him, he understands. He definitely understands what we're trying to do, and we keep getting on our knees and asking the Holy Spirit to help us, and he will. So you're going to the right source, you're doing the right thing. People keep looking for Jesus. Keep asking the Lord.
1: And see, that's the thing I think too. As, as 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 Christians coming together, we are we are watching. We're not watching this, you know, to be able to tell somebody this. The day God is coming, but we seeing what is being done. Like like Lakita like referred to Matthew's twenty four, and so did Alvina. We are we are we're God's watchmen. We're seeing it, but we're we're preparing in terms of spiritual where the world is concerned with if I get enough money, if I get this and I get that, and all that stuff going to burn up. It's going to be gone. But the only thing that we're going to take to heaven with us is the character of Christ. So we as, you know, as humans, we're in this world, and, and it makes me cry when I see a young lady that graduated from a, a Christian school go back up there and shoot it in, and you just see how much mental illness, and I cry. And I say, Lord, Help our brothers and sisters. Help those that, you know, Satan is telling, kill yourself, uh, et cetera. You know, do this, kill others. But we know that God said these things are going to get worse. So we know that if we're holding on to God, it's not that we're immune to any of this stuff. Because God said the wheat and terry are going to be together. But all we have is our trust and our faith in God. We don't have anything else.
2: Amen. Amen. They so didn't come back, uh Andre. You text them on? I don't
5: think so. I'm talking to him now on the phone. Oh. So it says joining. I don't know why it's not completing the joining part. Yes, I not
3: have one. Okay. While while we waiting on them, I got a question for y'all. What okay now we read Ellen White's book right now. Uh She had another book where she said not one in twenty.
5: Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Mike. Not,
3: not one in twenty people, one in twenty Christians in the church, our churches is going to be ready when the Lord comes. Not one in twenty. And, and, and what it, what it uh, made me think about was those five foolish virgins. And, and we have to, we have to, not only do we have to uh, ask God to take our weaknesses away from us, but we need to also do our part in uh, getting them out of our house getting them out of our way. Anything that's going to stand between me and God, I have to get it out of my life. And I I know it might even sound fanatical, but I think in the Bible it's talked about if your right hand offend you, cut it off. (laughs) And not literally, but you know what it was saying, you know, do what you got to do in order to be saved in, in God's kingdom. Yep, I agree with you. Yep. As Malcolm X said, by any means necessary. <laughs>
4: okay. All right. Okay, we're back, everybody. Where'd y'all go, Pop? Are you <laughs> Yeah? Right.
3: Hey, I didn't mean to lay something that heavy on y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that was heavy. <laughs> so nice. heavy. But that's my struggle, though. That's my struggle. Um, uh, entertainment, I guess we uh, I call it entertainment, sports. But
1: uh. well, don't worry, Brother Mike, I'm like that on football season. I have oh. to remind myself, uh-uh, don't get attached to this football because I'm football crazy.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like football, too.
0: So you were saying you had a struggle with uh, sports and stuff.
3: I struggle with Laker basketball. I'm I'm a Laker fanatic. Ever since Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul Jabbar, uh, I keep up with the team. Uh, I guess Kobe was uh, you know, I wasn't a Kobe fan, but I, I he was a Laker. So, I, but <laughs> my thing is, um, I got to. You know they play on the West Coast, so I'm up late watching West Coast, <laughs> to see what they doing. You know, and then it <laughs> interferes with me the next day. I'm dog tired, uh. and and I can't do be my best for the Lord. You know, because uh, you know as Christians we supposed to look sharp. We supposed to be the best, and and uh, we represent God, and so. Uh, I asked, I was telling the, the rest of the the, the saints that um, I I pray to God and ask him to help me to control this thing. But I think he's telling me, hey, you might have to get this completely out of your life.
5: Hmm.
4: Well, maybe, but you know what? Um, sometimes, and I don't know, it's your personal struggle, but if you're not careful, this is what I do know about. Um, Christians sometimes, can you get that? Christians sometimes they are um, can exclude everything out of your life, and then it's just nothing in it. That's fun. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so you know, it's kind of like if you pray and ask God to take it out your life, He'll take it out of your life. You know, when it's time and when He needs to do it, He will do it. You know, and even if you say to Him, Lord, I just can't, You'll have to do it. You wake up. It may not be tomorrow, but you wake up one day and you don't even care about the Lakers. You'll be like somebody like, "Oh, Lakers!" Then you be like, "Shut up! I don't even care." So you know, just be patient and compassionate with yourself. But I know that Christians—they take everything out of their lives. You know, they don't celebrate Christmas. They don't celebrate this. They don't eat that. They don't do this. They don't do that. So there's nothing left to do.
0: I think you have a good handle on it already, Mike, because you recognize that there are a lot of things that can take our our focus off of God and what He wants us to do. And then you even admitted that sometimes it causes you to fall short in what you what the Lord wants you to do. So I think you're on the right track with just that knowledge. It does mean that the Holy Spirit's working with you. One thing that we got to remember too, and Lakita was kind of alluding to is. Not everything is a sin. Everything in life is not a sin. You know, there are some things that are just just fun to do, just enjoyable. Some people have different likes. Some people like to paint, some people like to exercise, some people like to um, play with animals. You you know, we all different people. We all have different interests in life. So that doesn't mean that it's terrible. It doesn't mean that it's a sin. And I'm glad to hear that you acknowledge that you want to keep the lines clear between you and the Lord so that things don't get in between you. And I think that's a good good thing to keep in mind. And again, ask that prayer, Lord, if there's anything in me or in my life that's not good for my relationship with you, then remove it. And as Lakita said, just be yourself, listen to the Holy Spirit. And before you know it, you're not even going to think twice about it if that's what God is calling you to do. Okay, so again, everything that's fun is not a sin. There's a lot of good, wholesome fun in life. You know, I love watching the Chiefs. That's my home team. And I love watching the Chiefs. But I have to be uh, careful that that's not gonna get in between me and the Lord either. And all of us are struggling with different things in life. You know, the sins that so easily beset us they so easily beset us because we like doing them. You know, if we didn't like them, they wouldn't so easily beset us. So there are things in everybody's life that we have to be careful of. And the fact that you know that lets me know that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you.
4: Or, or you decide to put yourself in a straight jacket or whatever, because we, have a, we just have this thing that we have this idea of what true Christianity looked like. And then we go after that thing. Well, that may not be reality. That may not be the truth. So, and not for you. And anyway, there'll be some people you'll be able to reach and hold an intelligent discussion with that I'll never, cause I don't even know who the, who are they? 49ers, Red Lakes, or Lakes Lake. I don't know who played on the team. I don't even know what city is from. I, I just have no care about it. So um, anybody who you know, if I went to strike up a, uh, if I saw someone with a Lakers jersey on, that would not, uh, they would not even arrest my attention. But you, that might be a good end way to start talking to somebody about the Lord. Yeah, we have to. We're in this world, not of this world. But I just think we cannot. I just refuse to take everything out of my life until I have nothing, except you know that I think that I'm going to be putting myself upon people with telling them the truth of uh, uh, whatever. Because after that, sometimes you just get become boring because you don't have anything <laughs> to share with anybody. You know, it, like you said something too, your testimony. You gotta have a testimony. We
3: just do man. That. You are exactly right. You, Sister Carol, you, you're exactly right because we, uh, when, when we first become Adventists, we kind of get away from our families and- Yes. And and then now we told go back and witness, man. I didn't just put a a a a a a, bar, a barricade between me and my parents, you yes. know. And now I got to tear this barricade down and mm-hmm. get back in there. Mm-hmm. I think that's a trust a lack of trust in God's power to we'll, keep us because we'll- so many. Uh, go ahead a,
4: uh, it can be uh, that but it's like how we were trained when I came into the church it was like you know uh, at least my interpretation my understanding was that we were supposed to dump all these people who didn't follow God you know which was everybody I knew and then you know but then the church being honest with you, did not provide companionship friendship or nothing you know um, so for me I, I continue to go to the family get-togethers, even if they were on the Sabbath, you know, I would go to the family get-togethers. The way the Lord told me is, you need to be there more than anybody else, because when they look at you, they're going to think about the Sabbath. So you need to be there, sitting there, doing whatever it is you do. Just be there, because the people, you will remind them of the Sabbath. And you know, we burn those bridges with our family, coming in and hammering them with the Sabbath, and the Sabbath this, and the Sabbath that, and we don't even put Jesus in it. I know I didn't. It's just about the Sabbath and stuff. And so people, my family, like, shut up. Nobody want to hear that. They didn't say that, but they changed the stu- this, um, conversation in the middle of your sentence. You know, today I was, go- I was going to the church to dance and said, yeah, you know, can you pass me that catch up and uh, change the whole subject? So you have not done anything but alien. I didn't do anything but alienate people. So...
0: Yeah, all of us have a different interest, as it was pointed out, can be used for witnessing tools.
4: Yeah. You got a
0: whole group of people that you instantly connect with because of your interest, whether again, that's sports or painting or knitting or exercising or nutrition, whatever your interest is, it gives you an instant group of people that you can be a witness to. And if you have to witness to people, sometimes you can use words too, if you have to. (laughs) <laughs> but let me finish with this and then we'll end it's on the last, last next per, next chapter rather restraining spirit of god being withdrawn the restraining spirit of god is even now being withdrawn from the world and this was back in the 1800s she wrote this so it's continuing to be withdrawn uh, floods fire tempest sea and land disasters following quick succession and scientists always have an answer to why this stuff is happening but the signs around us are telling us that the son of God is soon approaching. And that's what those signs are talking about. A lot of times people can't see it, but those signs are letting us know that Jesus is soon getting ready to come and that his spirit is gradually but surely being withdrawn from the earth. Plagues and judgments already falling upon the despisers of of the grace of God, calamities by land and sea, war everywhere, uh evil agencies combining forces great changes are soon to take place in our world and then it says the final movements will be rapid ones so we don't have time to sit around and say oh well as soon as i see this happen then i'll really get out and witness this. as soon as this happens then i'm going to really preach the gospel those final movements are going to be so quick we don't know what hit us you know the time is at hand that we need to be about god's business and letting people know that he's soon to return. It says, apparently these calamities are just outbreaks and disorganized, unregulated, uh, beyond, the co- beyond the control of man, but in all of them, God's purpose may be read. People don't know why global warming is affecting the world. People don't know why so many wars going on. People don't understand why these pestilence and illness and disease are hitting and why there's floods and fires and calamities everywhere you look. It's all pointing to God's second coming. It's That's where it's all headed to. And before we know it, he'll be knocking at the door like Lakita mentioned that song. He's already at the door knocking. And this is our opportunity to tell those within our sphere of influence to get ready that Jesus is returning just as he has promised all this time and his coming is very close and that we need to get our lives together. We need to accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, allow him to impute his righteousness upon us and give us salvation through his grace that we might be heirs to the kingdom. Uh, Appreciate everybody joining us this week for a discipleship class. And please feel free to uh, invite others to join us. It's an open discussion. Uh, Next week, we're reading in testimonies volume one. Karen, are you on or is she still gone? She's not on. Okay, let me get her uh, what chapter she's on in testimony, volume one. Understand, we're not
3: going to be streaming
5: on the overview of- No, she was on chapter 104 last week. I'm not sure if she moved to another chapter. Okay. Let me
0: look up. She had put it in. No, a- she,
1: she, she's still on chapter four. Mm-hmm. And we stopped on
0: I'm, I got I'm pulling her up now. Okay. I got he it. Stopped. Okay. Testimonies volume one, chapter 105. Testimonies okay. volume one, chapter 105. All right. Yeah. So we'll close out. Andre, would you close us out with a word of prayer? We we'll appreciate sure. everybody's participation.
5: The Most Kind and gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for blessing us through another week, blessing us to see another Sabbath. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the dedication of of Lee and Karen, Lord, uh, to bring these lessons, Lord, and the discussion that we've had today. We thank you for all that have uh, participated today in the comments, Lord. We just ask your Holy Spirit to continue to be with us as we read and we study throughout the week and bring us back to another week, Lord Jesus. um, Keep us, Lord, safe and sound as these storms are coming through and things are attacking, the devil is attacking our church, Lord. Just... Help us to continue to trust in you. We thank you in advance for all that you will do for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen.